Hey y'all. Say about myself. Um, I'm a graduate scholar. I have a master's in social work. Um, my background is um, mental health and substance abuse therapy. Um, and I'm on this podcast today um, to talk about the importance of leaving your hometown. All right. Thank you for that, ma'am. All right. So, as you know, our flow, we're going to give us a positive word for today. Y'all, excuse me. I am cooking. So, we're doing a little multitasking today. So, the word for today is don't wait around for other people to be happy for you. Any happiness you get, you've got to make it yourself. And that's a quote from Alice Walker. Yeah, and that's just going with the ongoing theme that we've been going through probably for the past, what, week and a half with the death of Nipsey Hussle and just trying to adjust to that and just realizing that life is super short. Like, he was only three years older than us, but he accomplished so much. So, you really just got to start creating your happiness now and you can't wait for somebody else to to give it to you. You really got to go take your happiness and make it just make it what it is for yourself and just be within yourself and be in tune with yourself and just learn to be happy. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, that old age quote is, you know, life is what you make it. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, and, and just really quick touching on Nipsey Hussle, like... It's definitely unfortunate that he had to leave here at such a young age, but damn, he left an impact. So if I got to go out early, I want to at least say that I've had some type of impact. Right. So the greatest gift you can give to others is is to inspire them. Mm-hmm. And that's real. Um, I agree with that. Our word for today is credence. And credence means belief in or acceptance of something as true. And to use that in a sentence, it says a video of a funnel cloud entering Central Park will give credence to rumors of a tornado in Manhattan. So that is our word of the day. Um, okay. This is episode, what, we are episode four? Yeah, we're on episode four of season two. And today we just wanted to talk about what it means to leave your hometown to explore different options and to just venture out on your own. So I guess the first question would be, what made you leave your hometown? Like, what are the benefits of leaving your hometown? Like, what did you just find that was helpful when you did that? Um, so for me, you know, I I just wanted something different. Um, I feel like the disadvantage of coming from a small town is that, um, if you're not in what's called the good old boy network, it's really hard to get opportunities. Um, I just kind of felt like it stifled me. Um, I didn't see where what I wanted to do could really expand and grow um, in South Boston. Um, I mean, just wanting a change of pace. I mean, you know, when I turned 18, you know, I can count 
on the maybe on two hands, you know what I'm saying, the number of times I had actually left my hometown, whether it was vacations or visiting family or whatever the case may be, because we just we just wasn't fortunate enough to really leave that area. So for me, it was just a way to explore beyond South Boston. I knew that there had to be more um, than just Halifax. Right. Absolutely. And I feel the same way because, you know, growing up in a small town, that's all you know. Like you just know the people around you. Now, granted, sometimes you may go on vacations and you get to explore different things while you're a kid. But, like, honestly, looking back now and just looking at where we came from, it's just like there's really no opportunity there. So we had to go outside of the community to actually find opportunities. And even when we graduated high school, I was just like... I went to work for Presto for a summer and I was like, hell no. Like, this is not what I can do with my life every day now. Kudos to the people who continue to do it and they do it now. But it it just wasn't for me. Like, I want bread that way, like, to stay there and have to deal with the heat, deal with the carpet toner from doing it, standing on concrete floors, people paying you piss poor. Like, I was like, no, no. I got to go. Like, I can't stay here. And then you, you just know, with me, personally, hell, I'm related to damn near everybody there. So, I was like, to even find a companion or a mate, I had to leave. Right. So, can you explain, like, what did you... Corey said opportunity, too, and that's why he left. Can you explain... Like, what you found. Like, once you finally got out of there, we were grown. Well, we weren't grown because we were still in college, but still. But once you got to college and you got outside of the arena that we're normally in, explain what type of feelings you had and what kind of battles you had just leaving home. Um, so, hmm, I don't see how to start off um I guess I'll start off with what you asked at first like what did I gain like you know it's no secret that coming from Halifax and South Boston there's very polar opposite um ideas um polar opposite people um it was it's still very segregated I don't care what nobody says it's still very segregated because we have issues Um, now what I said because they're having issues down there now with racism, which been there all exactly, along. and right, and we've and we've dealt with that, you know, all throughout, you know, our, our childhood. So for me, it was a breath of fresh air to see different types of people. I went to a university that was very diverse. People from different countries, different um, spoke different languages. English was not their first language. Um, so for me, it was refreshing to see different people. Yeah. Um, you know, like black people. There's there was different types of black people. You can't put us into one category. And yeah. I felt like um, it's the same type of black people in South Boston. And I don't mean that as shade to anyone, but for me, it was just a, a different atmosphere. Um, battles that I may have faced. Um, I mean, honestly. Um, I've always kind of been very independent, so it wasn't a whole lot of homesick for me. Um, If anything, unfortunately, the first year of college or the first semester, it was boy sick. But um, I think after I, you know, got past that, 
Um, I can't really think of any other battles that I really faced. I mean, I think of anything, it was being away from friends. Because yeah. most of us went on our, to separate universities and went on or, or either, you know, military or whatever the case may be. So I think for me, the hardest battle was creating new friends. Yeah. Because um, I'm very, I, I am not necessarily an introvert, introvert, but I'm not necessarily an extrovert either. So um, trying to create new friendships was difficult at first. I agree with um, that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I may have missed a part of the question. No, you did good. Um, I say, I basically say the same thing. Um, at first, it was really just like the nervousness of it all. You know, hell, we didn't been with our parents 18 years. And then we're going and venturing out to people or the unknown. And I'm not even going to lie. I was nervous as hell. Like... I ain't got no real friends up here. Like you said, we all went to different colleges. So, it's just like, shit, I got to start all over. Do I even remember how to start all over? Because I've had the same friends since, like, middle school. So, it was that part. Like, and you know, by far, I'm not an introvert at all. Like, I'm super, like, energetic when it comes to being out or whatever. Right. But at that point, when I first got to North State, it was January. So, you know... Everybody else had already been acclimated, and I stayed in Halifax and worked from the time we graduated high school to about the end of that year. And I was doing online school, so, you know, I didn't get acclimated the same way everyone else did. So, I got there January, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm the new kid on the block. I don't have any friends. My cousin is my roommate. But that's like the only person I truly know. I've connected with people on Facebook, but that really wasn't the same or just like meeting people randomly and letting it happen naturally. So let's right, go back because to Because Facebook was new to us. Yeah. So that was a totally different type of communication for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's how I started meeting people through Facebook because I got, because you know, back then we had to get added to the network or we had to have like an right. email associated with the school so it was just it was weird as fuck so i was just like i don't know these people so you know my cousin's friends became my friends and most of them were in bed so with that i had to find more friends because most of them were gone half the time so it was it was a learning process of becoming friends like you meet people in your classrooms and you you know you mesh with them and i still talk to some of them so it wasn't too bad. I was homesick in the beginning because, of course, it was a new experience and I had been home longer than everybody else. So I was just like, right. I miss y'all, especially when the friends that were in the band were gone. But lucky for me, I still had my brother and my sister-in-law and my nieces and nephews that lived in 757, so it wasn't as bad. So they would come get me. And then I had cousins up there as well, so... Even though, you know, I was technically on my own, I wasn't on my own. And I right. Think you was, to, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was harder, too, because, you know, we had cars and stuff. We couldn't take our cars to school the first year. The struggle was real. It was damn real. And I'm just like, so how are we supposed to eat outside of this? And, like, it taught me so much responsibility. Because I'm just like, okay, well, I know I got to be in class this time. I got to get my ass up on my own. My daddy ain't coming in there yelling at me to get up for school. 
I got to set my alarm. Like, I got to be careful walking at night. Can't walk by myself because people was getting robbed beside the 7-Eleven in between the church and the 7-Eleven. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop carrying cash because at least if I have my card, I can cancel my card if somebody robbed me. So that's just all the stuff you have to think about when you go out there on your own and just living with other people. Like, living with people who you have never lived with before. You learn some characteristics and things you don't like about people. People gonna try you. Yeah, you're right. Uh Uh-huh. So it's just like, it's a whole nother experience. And I swear to God, like, even though it's trying in the beginning sometimes and in the middle, it's like one of the best experiences I ever had. Oh, most most definitely. Um, You know, the roommate situation, (laughs) I don't know how I forgot that, actually. Um... That was a big struggle. Yeah. Um, I you know I never shared a room you know with anybody you know um I didn't have to share a room with siblings or anything like that. Um, so that that was definitely a struggle. Um, especially again a stranger. I got to live with this person. Um, their habits are different from mine. Right. Um, and having to really put up with that. Um, so that was definitely a struggle. Um. And and now that just kind of pings something else that, you know, uh, unfortunately, like my first semester at UVA, um, there was a, there was a lot of racism um, going on there. Yeah. And that was definitely a struggle because, like, I don't know, it's kind of different when it's at a foreign place versus home. Yeah. Um, because you kind of feel safe. Like, I got my parents, you know, or whatever as support so having to really lean on other black people there was definitely an unforgettable experience and ultimately why i decided to stay because the black unity you know at uva is so strong um and i and i appreciate that experience um so yeah but anyway i feel like i'm getting off topic (laughs) no you're good you're good this is all the, the the dialogue that people need to hear about and I feel like my experience was a little bit different than yours because I went to an HBCU. So right. it was always us. So that was coming from, I, I guess Halifax is like majority white or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so coming from that and then going into where it's just us. You might see about, right. about three, four white people. Or if you go down the street to ODU, you might see more. But the majority of the time, it was just us. And that was cool for me because I'm just like, you know, growing up watching uh, a different world, you just like, oh, shit, here we go. And, you know, College Hill and all that good stuff was popping back then. Right. So, you was like, okay, right. cool. And like you said, going back to meeting different black people. That was real huge because we had a lot of people from all over, like New York, we had people from Africa. Like, it was just different black people from from every coast all over. And that was super dope because then you got to learn different cultures through them. Right. So that part was enjoyable. And I think you don't, you don't get the same thing when you stay at home because that's all you know. And like you said... You don't. It's technically the you same don't. black people. Right. You. I mean, you don't. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, you just, 
it, it to me it stifles your ability to be a little bit more open-minded it's just like you know even if you choose to still live in your hometown I just still think there's an importance of vacationing somewhere outside of there yeah um you know I, I just think that's that's still important um and I think, yeah. you know, even what you're saying that about vacation and shit, I think you need to go outside of Myrtle Beach, Miami, and where else is another popular one? D.C. D.C., Charlotte, Greensboro. Atlanta. Atlanta. Like, it's just so much more out there to explore than what's, like, right here. Because, you see, even the islands are still right here with us. Right. Granted, I haven't went past the islands yet. But hell, we planning to go to Africa. Yeah, I mean definitely. Um, I mean, but you know, I mean, it don't even got to be domestic. I mean, it, it ain't even got to be international. Like, shit, you just go to California, you get right. a whole different vibe there. Yeah, um, it's a lot of diversity so, there. Right. Um. So, and and then I just think about like. Again, speaking particularly for a small hometown, like, I just feel like it's harder to meet, like I said, different people, um, that different people that may have similar interests as you. Like, you know, there's no way that, you know, you could do like a young professional meetup in South Boston. Like, like, I, I just don't think that I would get much out of that. Um, and I, and so, I, yeah, go ahead. I get what you're saying about that because I feel like sometimes they still have that high school mind state where they're just like, oh, we're only going to support popular people. But you got other people yes. who's out here, out here yes. doing some dope-ass stuff that you're not supporting because they're not the same people you followed in high school or the people that you fuck with in high school. And that's not how that works because people grow. Like, the people you that were popular in high school may be like fuck deadbeats now and not doing shit. So it's just like... Right. You really got to choose wisely. And I think part of that is staying there and not being able to go out into the world to understand that you can support other people. There's different people that don't look like you and there's different people that do look like you that have different backgrounds that you can support. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem with us elevating, period. Like, you always have this mind state about certain people can only do certain things. And like a Facebook status is, you got Dipsy Hustles in your community that you don't support. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and to me, again, it goes back to being closed-minded because, you know, we're, we're, we're 30, you know. So, and pretty much everyone that we went to high school with, you in your 30s, about to hit 30. So, if you're still perceiving someone as if they were in high school, um, that's a disservice to yourself and to that person as well because... Um, that person shouldn't be the same. That's just my opinion. There, there should have been some evolution. There should have been some growth. Um, so, and, and I think for me, ultimately, that was the biggest reason why I needed to leave because, you know, I, I want a popular kid, um, but I was actually okay with that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, so, regardless of where I went, I was wild as hell, so it ain't make no difference. So, I mean, like, I really think, like, I think some people are just scared to venture out and to find something new. Because they don't know what something new could lead to. And that's true. I, I, I think that's true. Um, and I, I don't, I don't even, I don't really know what to say about that because I think it just boils, I think it just boils down to your, your personality because I can't say that I was cultivated to, I was cultivated to go to college. Like it was stressed that I needed to go to college. Absolutely. Like it won't be um, an alternative but to go to college. Right. Really. So... I guess what I'm really trying to say is that, um, unfortunately, you know, my parents haven't done a lot of venturing outside of the hometown. Um, so it's not like I really had an experience uh, of that being the norm. Yeah. So I, I guess for me, it, it's just, you gotta, you gotta want something different. Some people are, are content and are fine, you know, with their status quo or or their their current position, but I knew that wasn't me. Um, so people just have to be willing to take the gains and the losses that may come with trying something different. Right. Um, but, but ultimately, I don't think people are willing to take that loss. Um, and sometimes, you know, even taking a loss or a risk is a learning experience and some people have to get out of their own way in order to learn because you can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results because that's the definition of insanity so if you want something different like you can't really keep complaining about your circumstances if you don't try something different and thankfully you know we didn't go a whole bunch of places when, when we were kids but we did go on vacations. We went different places because, you know, they, back then they used to offer. I said old as hell talking about back then. But uh, back then they used to um, they used to have, like, offer timeshares. Like, they'll call you and stuff. Just like they do now with, like, the cruise ships and stuff. They'll call you yeah. to come see a timeshare. And that's really how we did our vacations. Like, if someone called to do a timeshare, we'd do it like that. And even, like, I've had, like travel experience with my parents that I'm grateful for as well because my mama was uh, not going to get on nobody's plane by herself. So, it took for us going to see my grandmother in Connecticut and for her to get on a plane. Now, my daddy, he's been to Germany because he was in the military. So, he's not scared of a plane but my mama, you know, she talking in tongues the whole time that we on the plane and scaring the hell out of me because I'm like, I'm calm, but you over here speaking in tongues and stuff and you making me nervous. But it was cool because she never done it before. And why not? Like, what you got to lose? Like, even right. if you get older in age, like, if your kid's trying to get you out, go. What do you got to lose? You retired? You ain't did nothing? You ain't left Halifax? Go. You have no reason to stay put down. You ain't got to work. 
Some of y'all may still be working, but even if you are working, take a weekend trip. Like, it don't make right. sense to go throughout life and just staying in the same place and not having to explore anything. Right. So, even with that, like, I spent, what birthday I spent? It was either my 26th or my 27th birthday. We drove down to Florida. That was all of our first time being in Florida. And that's because I'm yeah, like, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what y'all gonna do? Like, I ain't got shit planned. I ain't got no boyfriend. I at the time I wasn't working because I had just got out of law school not too long ago, and I was a contractor. So the jobs were six months, five months, you know, just off and on. So I was just like, okay, so what y'all want to do? Y'all go to Florida? Y'all want to drive? I just got my car, so I was like, okay, well let's drive. They enjoyed it. Like the first time my mama went to Atlanta was when I was looking for colleges in Atlanta. And it was just me and her. We had no damn yeah. GPS back then, so we were winging that thing. So it's just like MapQuest. Map MapQuest. Map but you know what? MapQuest only worked so far because I had to pull my laptop up and pull the directions out prior to us leaving the house. So uh huh. I was like, I don't even know how the hell we got down there and got back. But that's the stuff we did. Road trip. Right. We stayed in Maryland because we have family in Maryland. Yeah. Connecticut. I think I've only been to Connecticut twice because, you know, it, the first time I was like, this is a long ass ride. I'm not, I'm not driving back up here. And that's why right. we got on the plane. So it's just like, it's so much out here that you can explore besides Myrtle Beach or Miami or Atlanta. Come to Charlotte. Ain't shit here in Charlotte. We don't want y'all to keep coming to Charlotte. We tired. It's too much traffic. So, you know, it's just different places to explore outside of the East Coast period. Hell, we try. We going to, is it Midwest? Is that considered Midwest? Is Tennessee considered Midwest, kind of? Or still East Coast? Yeah, kind of. Eh, kind of. Yeah. Okay, it's so, kind of pushing it. It's kind of pushing it. I mean, hell, we having a retreat. We going to a retreat in Tennessee. I've never been to Tennessee in my life, but wanted to go. So that's where we going. Right. So it's all about this planning. Like, even if you don't have a, a whole bunch of money, just plan ahead of time. Just like when we went to Aruba, Neva texted me. She was like, hey, we're going to Aruba. You want to go? want to go i got my passport i got my passport probably four or five years before i even used it because i knew i wanted to leave the country so yeah just start somewhere just start with getting your passport because then you right. got it you don't want to waste your money so go ahead and use it right so look went to aruba it we paid from august 20 2016 all the way up to January 2017 and then we left in February and I swear yeah. we, we didn't pay nothing but like maybe $800 that's a tax refund right there shit for some people that's just a little small dent in their tax refund exactly and we stayed 7 days imagine staying 7 days in Aruba for like $800 Right. I mean, that's a steal. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times people think it's it's not attainable, but it, I mean, it definitely is. You just got to set your mind to it, um, and you got to do research. Um, yeah. You, you just got to do research. What kind of 
I know so. you said you use Hopper. I use um, Google Flights. Just to give yeah, people like I mean, an option. Any of your third-party sites, you know, Expedia, um, Priceline, those are mainly my go-tos. Um, it, but it's, I mean, it's so, it's so much out there. You got kayak.com, you got cheapflights.com, you got bookie.com. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, sites that will let you do payment plans. I mean, it is, you know, shit, people could do a cruise. A cruise is so affordable. Um, it's no, it's no reason why someone can't afford a cruise. I mean, Carnival literally makes it affordable for anyone to be able to do a cruise um and again that's a a way to meet different people right um different experiences so um but let me say this though like i mean i want to say like just shout out to the people that that may still be living in south boston but they're still branching out you know taking those vacations um you know willing to try different things because uh, you know, again, people have their reasons for why they don't want to leave, um, but still taking the time to want to have new experiences is, is very important. Right. I mean, and even if you have kids, take your kids with you because yeah. they need to experience it too. Because you don't want them to get grown and then they don't have the experience to be well rounded children or they don't understand other cultures because they didn't have that exposure. Like, exposure is everything. Like, what you see on TV ain't always real. So it's always good to experience it by actually going there yourself. Right. Oh, yeah. Good point. A lot of things that I've learned going out of the country, because we've been to Aruba. We've been to Barbados, Dominican Republic. And a lot of times, America has this perception that people hate black people across the world. That's not even true. Because as soon as we got to Aruba, those are the nicest people you will ever meet. Barbados, they chill. They they tried to arrest me, though. But, you know, they cool. Um, It's just like, it's a different feel. Like, you honestly, the love that you don't feel here, you feel in other countries. Like, they can't wait to see see you, talk to you, ask you questions about being over here, even though, you know, America kind of trash for how they treat us. Well, not kind of. They are trash for how they treat us. But still, like, they are so excited to see you, like, even in Dominican Republic, even though they, you know, they just a boat ride different from where we came from. They were just like, they're looking at our skin complexion. They're like, you my brother, you my sister. Like, these are the experiences that you don't get. Like, even in Aruba, like, they're different shades, just like we are. And they only call each other Arubian. I think that's what they call Arubian. So there's no black, no white, Asian, none of that. They all are the same. If you're in Barbados, you're Bayesian. It don't matter what color you are, you're Bayesian. And I think people need to experience that, and I can't wait to get to Africa. I know. I'm. I'm really. I'm really gonna look forward to that trip. Cause people try to make Africa seem like it's this poor country, and you got the commercials on TV when the kids need help. But alongside that, y'all have robbed the shit out of Africa. Like, 
y'all have taken a whole bunch of their resources and then called them poor. It's just like putting us in ghettos and then telling us that we're violent. Right, we're violent, we ignorant, we uneducated, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, no, you're right. Like, that whole misconception about Africa, I mean, that is far from the truth. Because, right. again, you know, at, at UVA, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, many Africans um, who come from, you know, affluent backgrounds, you know. Um, so it, it definitely is this big, you know, uh, misperception. And, again... If you paint that scary picture in people's head, they're not going to want to go there. Or associate Um, with it. Right, associate with it. So, you know, why inspire somebody to go there? Uh, Because it it wouldn't benefit. Right, because Um, you don't want them to know the truth. Right. And that's the problem, like... People try so hard to hide the truth from us, but we also hide the truth from each other because we don't do the research or we don't read and we don't try to reach back to see where the hell we came from. We just try to stay where we at and be comfortable with it, but I'm not comfortable with that shit because I need to know where did I come from? Where did my family originate from? Right. Like, who, who am I? Like, anybody should want to know who they are. And you can't do that staying in one place. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. So tell me what your best memory is just going away. My best memory of going away. Um. Hmm. I'm going to let you answer that one first. Um, my best memory, we're going to break up homecoming. Well, homecoming is fun. Now, that's a, uh, homecoming is one of my favorite memories. Um, I think just experiencing your college homecoming is one of the dopest things. Just coming back. Well, hell, we experienced it while we were there, so it won't no really come back. It was just experiencing the whole culture behind it. Because, you know, HBCU, we love the band. We have parades, you know. All my uh, sports know about that hot box. You know, it's just fun. It's just people celebrating. It's like small Africa. Just celebrating your heritage. But you're celebrating your university. And I think the funnest part for me was having my college friends and my home friends commingled and then everybody just chopping it up and having a good ass time and ain't worried about nothing we ain't had no bills for real back then so we really won't worry about nothing it was just alcohol and party in school because i kept right, a good GPA. right i think that was some of my favorite times just meeting the new people and just having lifelong friends outside of being at home right um gosh this is just so hard for me to answer um well you must have more than one i do i I have a lot of experiences um probably 
I mean, homecoming was definitely fun. Don't don't get me wrong, but and and it was nice to connect to you know people from high school that weren't necessarily my friends, but we were cool. We knew each other. It was cool to see them again and then to meet new people. Um, that was definitely a dope experience. Experience. Um, but I think for me. I think some of the most dopest experiences that I had was because, like, go, being at a PWI, like a predominantly white institution, um, a black person at a predominantly white institution, like, as black people, that was all we had. We had each other's back, and we had some really dope experiences. Uh, we had lots of groups that was just predominantly black like we we had our little safe space where we all had lunch at or we all had our our space where we um you know did our spoken word or had discussions about issues that was going on on campus so for me like that was some of the most dope experiences that I had um and and I and I definitely think it has shaped, shaped me you know how I am today um so, anywho, um, t- to me, it was the moments that I had with the black students at UVA, uh, because we were, we definitely had each other's back. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, what advice would you give to somebody, let's say a high school senior or a high school junior who can't decide if they want to stay or go my advice is is gonna be back to what you said what do you really have to lose um life is too short um who's to say that you won't miss an opportunity because you're afraid um no one in my opinion like nothing it's it's hard to it's hard to grow when you are stuck in fear and so my advice is gonna be just go for it I agree and know that you may fail or know that um that it may not be what you think it is but just because something doesn't go your way it don't necessarily call it's not necessarily failure either it's just a learning curve all right that didn't work or that didn't go as i thought it would be what can i learn from this and go on um i i really challenge people to just step outside your comfort zone and you know what? If you step outside and you really don't like it and you want to go back, at least you can say you tried it. That's true. Um, so I, I think that would be my biggest, um, like, takeaway or, or feedback or whatever. I would have to tell them that the world is a big place and you weren't meant and your spiritual body and just your spirit itself, you weren't meant to stay in one place. You were put here to explore and to become accustomed to different things and to learn through living. So that's one of the important parts that you learn through living. You can't learn if you stay in the same spot. 
That's just right. Like if you keep reading the same book, yeah, you you might learn something different each time, but you have a broader understanding once you go outside of what's right there. Right. Like people already put you in a box. Why not break the box down? Step outside the box. A lot of growth right. comes from stepping outside the box. And that's what people fail to realize because they're so comfortable. Like, you yeah. can't really grow from comfort. You have to grow from discomfort. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, you can even take a, a plant, for instance. If you put a plant in, in soil, it has to go through stuff the soil to grow above it. And I oh, think, definitely. I think it's harder for you to grow if you're already on top. So I feel like at a certain point you become that seed that's sitting on top of the soil and you can't really grow to your full capacity because you're sitting on top and you're not gaining right. anything else for you to come right. through and learn through. So yeah. That's why it's like, it's so important to leave home. And you never know who the hell your soulmate is. Your soulmate might not be in South Boston or Halifax. That's true. That's true. Because you know these people. Like, it works out for some people, but it doesn't work out for everyone. Like. Right, right. Especially if you got a a certain reputation, you don't want to stay there anyway. Right. So I think it's just. I mean, and and not only just, like, looking from a relationship perspective, like, I mean, you know, financial opportunities. Um, You know, who's to say that you're not, again, missing out on something because you're choosing to stay, you know, you know, in, in one place. Like, like now, you know, I've been where I've been living for, it'll be seven years in August, and I feel like I've outgrown this place, so it's time to move on to something else. And that's um, even an adulthood. So you, know, right? So if you're that person in South Boston and Halifax, and you're not content with your job, or you know you feel like you're getting passed on opportunities that you feel like you're worthy of, go look for those opportunities elsewhere. Because you know. I can tell you right now, there is no job that is unique to South Boston that you can't find somewhere else. Right. So, you know, that's the prime opportunity to do something different. Like, from, you know, me personally, again, that's why I'm ready to leave the area that I'm in because when I think about opportunities in this area, it's nothing that's making me excited. It's nothing that I'm like, yes, I want to do that. So that's a sign that it's, it's time to do something else. Um so that alone, go on Indeed.com. Indeed.com got, got millions of jobs. LinkedIn. People, millions. Yes, LinkedIn. Create your LinkedIn account. Look, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I ain't updated my LinkedIn. I'll keep it 100. But there are so many opportunities out there. Um, and take the knowledge that you gain from softball. So let me also say this. You can learn a lot from South Boston and Halifax, your hometown. I've learned a lot. Take those, take those, you know, things that you've learned and apply it to somewhere else. Um. So, yeah, man, like, I know there are people that are not content 
with where they're at in Halifax. So, like I said, be that driver. Do something different. There are so many opportunities out there, and there are probably other people that are willing to be appreciative of the talents that you can offer them. That's true. Um, yeah. And you may be setting the example for somebody else to move, too. Because they feel like, well, such and such still here, and they doing all right. Maybe I should go ahead and stay. But if you move, you may impact other people to say, okay, well, let me go ahead and move and see what else is out there. Because right. I've moved twice. I've moved from Halifax to Norfolk to Norfolk to Charlotte. So even moving from... 757 was hard because I basically got my acceptance letter and I was out like my apartment hadn't even my lease hadn't even been up and I was like I gotta go like and it was hard because my nieces and nephews were still like elementary and middle school when I left and then having to drive five hours just to see them like that was hard now granted I was still kind of the same distance from my parents, so that didn't really impact me a lot. But it was coming to a larger city, but also understanding that, okay, it's more opportunity here. I can get paid more here than I could in 757. Now, at first, the cost of living in Charlotte was cheaper than 757. When I first Uh got my first apartment, it was like 900 square feet, and it was like, 425 in a decent neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And even when I got my second apartment, I had three bedrooms, two baths for 750. Wow. That now is in the thousands. That's like $1,200 now. So, you know, you really gotta, when you do leave, you gotta pick and choose your battles. Like, you gotta look at, all right, I'm gonna be making more, but what's the cost of living? Is it worth it? Where do I need right. to live? I mean, at? yeah, there, there's there's definitely pros and cons, but you know, sometimes it, it you know it, it pays to play. So yeah, you know, sometimes you know, hey, four hundred, five hundred dollar rent would be nice, but um, I I know that's not going to be a reality for me anymore, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, so you have to weigh the pros and cons. Um, so, you know, if paying a high price rent means more opportunities, more growth and more money to me, I feel like you're, you're going to come out winning, um, with having, you know, that higher cost of living. Um, so again, higher, higher cost of living also means more resources for that area. That's true. And then more experiences. That's true um, too. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, even with the jobs, like if you're working at Top Boss, everything you do is a stepping stool to get you to your next level. So get yeah. off get off the same step. 